All right, I'm Steve. And this is Leslie. And we're here for the first episode of the I Love Collin County Show. Joining us today is Vicki Christensen. Welcome, Vicki. Thanks. Thanks for having me here today. Yeah. And um, Vicki is also known for her very good German speaking. Is that right? <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, I can speak some good German. Frogenhaven? Don't talk to me in okay. German, please. <laughs> I'll have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> so we just want to get to know you a little bit today, Vicki. Um, you own, what's your small business here in Collin County? So I own Leanne's Bridal here in McKinney, Texas. Okay. And where is that located? Um, we are at... 3090 Laura Lane here in McKinney. It's just Office 75 in El Dorado. Okay, cool. Yeah. How long have you owned that for? Um, so I purchased that in 2017, but I've been working in bridal since 2007. Okay. Um, I managed a bridal store in Houston for eight and a half years and then came up and managed Leanne Bridal for about a year and then I was able to buy it. So, That's awesome. Yeah. And you are originally from Oregon? I am. And you yes. moved to Texas before moving to Texas was even cool, right? Yes. We like, I think we started the, the trends of, you know, everybody moving here. <laughs> So what brought you down here to Texas? Um, my husband, when he was in PA school, um, Texas, uh, University of Texas actually came out and tried to recruit a lot of the PAs to come down and work um, in the prison systems. And so we Perfect didn't job. have kids. Yep. <laughs> For your husband. Yes. Yes. So those are the prison stories he tells. Yes. Though. Yes, they are. <laughs> That's good to know. I yeah. wasn't aware that was the side of it. That yes, yes. So, well, yeah, we didn't have kids at the time, and we were just getting married, and we're like, yeah, let's go for a couple years, and we could come back, and that was in 2007, and here we are. We are still here, and no plans going back to Oregon anytime soon. Yeah. So, y'all are stuck with us. <laughs> yes, we are. He would be in big trouble. <laughs> Yeah, if he tried to take you out of here, he'd have he'd lose a lot of friends. I yes. Think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you started in bridal. You said in Houston, is that right? I did. Okay. So when we were in Oregon, I managed an Ann Taylor, um, and then when we decided to move to Houston, um, I had a lot of fun planning my wedding. So I really didn't want to be in that side of retail anymore, as far as like working at an Ann Taylor. Um, so when we came down, I just kind of started looking at different bridal stores and actually found a, um, there was a big name bridal store that wanted me to manage one of their stores, but I had also interviewed with a small business owner and just decided to go that route. I was tired of the, the corporate world and decided to go that route and glad that I did cause I've learned so much and, and just really enjoyed being able to support a small business. So when you say a big corporate place versus a small place. Like what, what made that decision for you as far as going with kind of a big known name, I guess you could mm -hmm. say versus, you know, a small business that's, that's in it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more rules within the corporate world and you have a little bit more freedom being able to support the small business and, um, you know, freedom as far as your time goes or how you're running things in, in the store. And I just like the idea of being able to help a small business owner grow her business as opposed to here are your rules. This is what you have to do. If you're not doing it this way, then we're done with you right. basically. So it just seemed like a better fit for me yeah. at the time. So. I think that's what Leslie and I talk about fairly often is just the freedom to do what you want when you want. Yeah. Um, the creativity. You know. you yes. You provide. definitely have more creativity, you know, working for a small business owner. and Which brings out its own set of challenges. Right. Because there's nothing ready made for you. Right. It's up to you to do it. Right. But I'm more of a creative person, so that's why I thrive in that a little bit more because you know, it's like, I love being able to go to fashion shows and be able to pick stuff out. Whereas if I would have stayed with this corporation, like whatever showed up at my store is what we would have had to work with. Yeah. And I wouldn't have had the options to, you know, change a, a rule or a, something that wasn't working for us. You know, it was like, well, this is what corporate says. So this is what you're doing. Right. So works better for me. So in Houston, you started working for the the small business there, right? Yes. <clears throat> and what did that look like? How did that go for you? Did you start as a manager or? I didn't. I actually 
didn't have any intentions. When Jared, my husband, was in school, I was working like two jobs and he was in school. And so originally I didn't want to work at all. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I've been doing this for years. Like, this is your turn. And then I I just got bored like after a couple of weeks. <laughs> so, I'm the same way. Yeah, I so understand. I, I started looking and um I told them that I wanted to work part time. And so I, they didn't, they wanted me as a manager with my experience. And I was like, no, no, like this is just something for me to do for fun. And then it rolled into full time and then it rolled into management. And then, um, the manager ended up buying that store. And so I had a lot of opportunity to help her grow even more and just get to learn so much more that prepared me for actually being an owner of my own store. What? Like, what are some of those challenges, like, that you saw her go through? Um, Employees are always a a huge, huge. I've been very fortunate, though, with my business. I have some amazing employees. I've been very lucky. But that's something that I was always terrified about. I mean, you hear a lot of small business owners talk about being able to keep good quality employees and just being able to pay them. When you're a small business owner, you know, you're constantly worried about the income coming in. And if you have those um, customers and everything. So employees are always a huge thing. Just watching her go through that and then, you know, wanting to stay fresh and relevant and just watching the ever changing um, things. You know, we I was just talking with one of my employees the other day about this, that um, social media was not so big when I first started in bridal. And now it's like, if you do not have a huge following, nobody knows you exist, mm-hmm. you know, in yeah. that world. And I remember having to create flyers that we were hand writing and like mailing to, to these brides to try and get them to come to our events and, you know, putting ads in magazines and everything. So it's just being able to watch like the changes and see how each owner, um, especially the, the owner that I was working for at the time, like watching her trying to, to grow with those and just trying to navigate. And especially now everything changes so much. So you're like, okay, what's this new social media thing that I got to learn how to work? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And keeping a positive culture just doesn't happen. You have to intentionally work towards that constantly. Right. So that's, it's a big thing as an owner and a struggle that I watched, you know, the previous owner kind of try and work towards, you know, whenever the social media, Facebook, all that stuff started becoming super popular. Yeah. Yeah. So Let's go back to employees real quick because <laughs> people are always fun, right? Like I think it's hard for business owners because we invest so much in our people and then a lot of times, I'll say some of the time, people can be our biggest um, challenges right. sometimes. So like Leslie's mom was an entrepreneur, still is, self-employed nearly all her life. My dad was the same way. And I think a lot of their stories to both of us have all been like employee centered, like right. either the employees dealing with their own challenges or when my dad owned a um, a 10 minute oil change in San Antonio. I mean, he get calls on Monday mornings like, hey, Mr. Remy, I can't come in. I got arrested last night. And, right. and he was bailing guys out. And, right. Um, that's, you know, that's, I guess it depends on the industry and the type right. of business you're in. But even when he owned a restaurant, that was another thing, just getting people to show up and be normal. You know, right. it's it's hard to find good employees. Um, but when you do find them, you really got to treat them well and hang on right. to them. And, and, and that's an, with the employees, like everybody has a different personality. So even though, you know, you're finding people that you like, you may, this person may need you to tell them constantly how good they are, but that might not be this other employee's love language. So it's yeah. like trying to figure out everybody's Absolutely. What's going to make them, you know, want to stay with you. So it's not just like a one size fits all. This is what's going to keep my employees here. So just another challenge on the small business owner. (laughs) (laughs) But we love it. Yes, absolutely. So you did that. You got to see a lot of kind of how she navigated through it and you helped her through that. Yes. You coming up here to McKinney, what did that look like? Um, I knew at some point I had talked to the previous, my previous boss for years about wanting to buy into the business. Um, and I slowly realized that it wasn't ever going to happen. And I knew I had kind of reached my peak there and I couldn't go any further. Um, so I had some friends that lived in McKinney that worked for Leanne's Bridal. 
And I had some time off and I came up to visit during, I think it was an art festival that they had down on the square. And I just absolutely fell in love with McKinney. I called my uh, dad and asked him to watch my kids so Jared could come up and spend a weekend with me so he could see it. And um, the previous owner of Leanne's Bridal uh, actually offered me a management position. And I was like, well, our kids aren't in school. I've been feeling you know, like I can't go anywhere else in this job. So let's try it. Let's, you know, we can come up for a year and before the kids start school and, and see what we think of it. And, you know, we can always go back. So we leased our house in Houston for a year and then decided we loved it here and put our house on the market and, Leslie found me a beautiful home in Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> How did that connection go? I don't think I remember that. Was that through the previous owner of Leon's? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah, we got to talk about Melissa here in a little while. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. <laughs> so I want to hear, coming in from an outsider, what did you first think when you saw the downtown McKinney Square? Because I think it's just such a magical place, but I'm a yeah. small town girl. So yeah. just wondering, give us a little insight. So I say that we lived in Houston. I have to give this a little, you know, a little behind story on this. We lived in a smaller town called Fulcher, which was on the west side of Houston. It was small. It had a little downtown area that they were trying to build up. Like they always talked about trying to make it like a fun downtown area. So when I came to McKinney and saw they had this festival and like they were doing all these fun things, like everybody was enjoying their time walking around. Um, I'm like, oh, this is what my town in Fulcher is trying to do is completely make it like this. It also reminded me a lot of back home in Oregon. While I know we're not going back there, (laughs) I do miss it a lot because, you know, we have a lot of festivals like that there in the farmer's markets and stuff. So it just was very family oriented to me. And I liked the idea of all the festivals. Like the first time that they had the, I was here for the Christmas one that they have on the square. I was so excited. And just even the Oktoberfest was so fun. I mean, I saw a lot of crazy things, but <laughs> <laughs> just the whole like community it of me. it. Yeah, I hope, I don't think it was you. I would have I recorded it and posted <laughs> oh, it. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. Good news there. But yeah, I mean, just the whole community behind everything. And just, I was really excited to like bring my kids up here and have them be a part of something like I grew up going to things like that. And we didn't really have that as much in, in Houston when we lived there. So that was a big pull for us. Small town community. Yeah. Yep. Love it. So you got into management. Yes. How'd that go for you? Um, it, it's all management's always, you know, <laughs> I, I think management might be a little bit harder than being a, an owner. Cause you know, again, you have a little bit more limitations on what you can do. Um, the previous owners of Leanne's Bridal, they were amazing though. I had a ton of, 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 like, they let me do pretty much anything I wanted. I had all the experience. And so they really gave me like my own reins to do what I wanted. Um, whereas like in previous years, I've always had to go get approval from somebody else. And, you know, if I had an idea, they'd be like, oh, you know, that's great, but we're not going to implement it. Right. <laughs> so right. it was definitely a, a big shift coming here to to people that really I had, you know, had not known for very long just to be so trusting and, you know, let me really grow the business for them. Right. How did, how did getting it to be the owner work? How did purchasing the business work? So... Kathy and Alyssa were the previous owners. They always knew that that was something that I had wanted. Um, They saw my passion for it and realized that they didn't have the same passion. It had started out that maybe I was going to buy in and be a partner with them. And then they just realized that they just didn't want to be a part of it. It wasn't something that they wanted. And so they asked if I wanted to just officially take over the business and of course my, like, I'm like so excited. I'm like my dreams, like they're finally happening. And I, I was so excited about it. And then went home and spoke with Jared about it. And, you know, he's always like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, maybe we should, you know, let's think about this. (laughs) (laughs) Is this realistic? Like, should we really be doing this right now? So, I mean, it all worked out and I mean, it's been, it's been a roller coaster, especially this year, but we, you know, we're surviving and we're here and I'm excited about it. So, yeah. And timing was just perfect for 
both of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it really did work out. Like they were, it was a smoother transition for that. You know, we had a little bit of a, I had to find a new location. And again, Leslie was amazing and helped me find a a beautiful location. (laughs) (laughs) We found a great location and you made it beautiful. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's been good. It was like perfect timing for, they were ready to, to step down and, I was definitely ready to step up and take over. So. Yeah. Were there any kind of behind the curtain things that when you took over as the owner owner, when you purchased the business, is there anything that you saw that was like, Ooh, I didn't realize that. Or, Oh man, I forgot about this kind of stuff. Yeah. So when you first, you know, if I grew up, my dad's side of the family, they've all owned their own businesses too. So like, I've watched them grow like with their businesses. So I thought I was like, oh, I know how to run bridal. I know all this. I'm going to be good. But then you get into it and you're like, oh, I forgot about insurance. I forgot about like all these taxes. And, you know, I've always been part of the buying process when you go to markets and stuff. But, you know, once you're you're the one writing the check, (laughs) it's a lot different, you know. So it it was that first year was definitely an eye opener and just being like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this and this. And, oh, I didn't even think about having to to do, you know, write this check for this tax bill or whatever. Right. You know? mm-hmm. So yeah. it was definitely a, a like I knew they were there. But once you're doing it, you're like, uh, oh, no, now I'm the one that's responsible for yeah. it. Yeah. Payroll, all those things. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, payroll processing, all the stuff that makes the wheels turn behind yeah. the scene that I think a lot of people don't see that business owners have to deal with. You know, that, that takes a lot of your time in mm-hmm. addition to, like, motivating your people right. and selling dresses and right. all that kind of stuff. So is there ever a spot where you reached where you were just like, like, what have I done? Like, did I really make the right decision? Or did you and Jared have any, like, friction over anything like that? Like, when you thought, like, oh, gosh, what have I done? I feel like it would be unrealistic for people to think that every business owner doesn't go through that. Right. I mean, there's like that first year, like I said, it was kind of hard because we went through, we had to move. I think I had owned the store for maybe three months at that point and had to move into a new location. And then at the end of that year, we had a flood in my store. And it was so, it was just like all these things. It's so overwhelming. And when you are a new business owner, not that, you know, alone is what you want to do. But when you are a new business owner and you have all these things falling apart in your store, well, it seems like they're falling apart and you're like, oh, I need the finances for it. It's a lot harder to find, you know, loans and stuff. So then it just gets another level of, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Should I have bought the store? Should I have done this? Like what's happening? Right. So that, and then, um, you know, this year, yeah, <laughs> 2020 is all I have to say, you know, yeah. like this year has definitely been one that you question. A, I personally question a lot. And there's even once we were able to reopen, there was times when I'm like, I, or I guess during quarantine, I asked Jared several times, like I'm watching all these other bridal stores, close their doors. And I'm like, am I being unrealistic? Like, should I be closing my doors right now? Like, am I living just in my fantasy thinking everything's going to be okay? So I've definitely, this has been the year that, you know, we've had a lot of those conversations about, is this the right thing for us to be doing? Right. On top of all that stuff, like your shirt, mom Mom mode, mode. like, and (laughs) on top of that, you've got a household to run with Jared, right? Yes. And your three kids. Yes. And visiting family. Yes. And how does, I mean, I think Leslie and I sometimes talk about how we we burn the kids out on on our business, right? Because right. we they we're you know we were around each other pretty much twenty four seven. We work together, um, and that's kind of all we talk about. I know the kids um, can get a little uh, down on that stuff. Like when we try to always fit in work, they don't see that the flexibility of right. our hours, and we've never missed a game. That kind of stuff. Right. Do you find those same challenges? Like, are you burning your kids out on bridal? Or <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah. I mean, Bennett, my son, oh my gosh, she's like, really? Do I have to do go up to the store again? Like, he's and I always joke that because the girls love it. 
right? So mm-hmm. I always joke that Bennett's going to end up being the one that takes over the store one day. It's not uh-huh. going to be the girls. Like, they're going to be like, oh, I'm over they're it. over it by then. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, same. I think we all business owners with kids feel that way, you know, and I feel like I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I feel like I kind of overcompensate sometimes and I let my kids do 5,000 sports and do everything and run them around to try and make up for right. all of the other stuff. But I think I my... I I try and remind myself that even though I may be working all the time or, you know, I might be driving them crazy with it, I feel like in the end, they're going to see what it means to be a hard worker. And it's going to, it may be hard for them and me right now, but it'll be beneficial when they grow into an adult and really need to, you know, shine. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So being a business owner is such a blessing for the family too. Mm -hmm. We may work on and off, you know, 18, 20 hours a day, but we can be flexible when we need to. Right. Right. Yeah. And it is such a ingrained, um, you know, for them further on in life. Like I know my mom being a business owner, I knew that she never missed anything. Right. and, And it's just something really to be proud about. Right. So, and that's what I just really hope that they see that. I mean, I think that they will. There's times when, you know, they're like, oh, you're always working. Why are you always on your phone? I'm like, oh, it's Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> now i got to figure out TikTok. <laughs> Good luck with Smile, that. Smile, look like you're having fun. I, I know. Post this. <laughs> I know. Don't worry, I'll filter it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Your girls make great models. Well, they love it right now. Like I said, Ava, believe me, my youngest, she is like, do I have to smile? Like she's not, she's already over it. So <laughs> there will come a day in time when Bennett's like, uh, can I go to the store with you, mom? Uh-huh. Every single day. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> He'll figure it out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So sports, your kids play sports? Yes. So we actually play pretty much everything. Ella, my oldest daughter is a softball and volleyball. She did cheer this year, but She's already said she doesn't know if she's going to be into cheer next year or not. Um, Avery does volleyball. She's a little peanut, though, so she's not the best at it. It's not her favorite, but she did cheer the last couple of years, and she loves it, and she just started doing ballet this year, and then Bennett's in all the things. He's in football, baseball. He does basketball, soccer. We just tried out lacrosse. (laughs) How did uh, that go? Lacrosse was great. I, he actually said he thinks he's going to give up baseball for lacrosse. Whoa. Yeah. That's a big deal. It yeah. is a very big deal. So, but it was, it was a lot of fun for him. So we had a good time. It was a little cold, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we enjoyed it. And you guys live in Melissa. We do. And Melissa Sports. <laughs> so let's talk about Melissa Sports. <laughs> They're very good out there. Very passionate, right? <laughs> yes, yes. What, what do you think drives that passion? Because I know from, like, we live in McKinney, and we've been on McKinney teams, and we play a Melissa team, and it's like it's a different level. Like, they're right. super passionate about their youth sports. Like, what drives that? I think that, because... Melissa's growing. It's, I mean, growing faster than anybody can keep up with right now, but it's still a very small town feel. And I think it's just that typical small town Texas. They're all about their sports and they definitely, they work hard. They, you know, they're very motivated to do the best that they can. And there's a lot of people that um, sponsor the kids and they're very supportive of it. And, you know, they want to make sure that these kids have all the opportunities that, that they can get. So right. it's, it can be a little intense, but <laughs> it's all, it's all in good fun. Yeah. <laughs> you can see that passion though. Those kids put on that red Jersey and yeah. they stand for their town and their community yes, and they're ready they, to show it. They definitely do. Like it's definitely that small town, Texas out there. So yeah, that's so true. Yep. Yeah. So you said you had a flood in the store? Yes. Tell me about that. Um, I had I was on my way to work and got a phone call from my manager. I was actually super excited because my manager's boyfriend had just called me to ask her for time off so he could go propose to her. Oh, wow. So I was on cloud nine, like couldn't wait to get to the store and also kind of worried like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to spill the beans. And she called on my way there and she said, um, don't freak out. But there was a flood. And I'm like, wait, what? And she's like, there's water everywhere. Um, so the way that my store is set up, 
Um, we have like private rooms. Our dresses are set off to the, the side by themselves. Um, there, when you first walk in, you really wouldn't know it was a bridal store. Like you don't, there's a couple of mannequins with dresses and stuff, but everything is very private. Um, there, which really works out for this year. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> nicely built in, right? Yes. Um, so when I got there, there was water all the way up to the front of the um, the entrance, and then it went all the way back and stopped right where my wedding gowns were and went all the way down the side and stopped where all of my mannequins were. So I only had one dress that got ruined. Oh, wow. But the way that the store is built, there's also some businesses below me. So the flood actually flooded all of the stores oh. downstairs. Um, and then the water had gone up my um, my walls. So we actually had to be, be closed for a couple of weeks and have yeah. these giant fans in there to air everything out. Right. <laughs> what was the source of the water? So there's a like plastic piece. On the back of toilets. Oh, no. And in the middle of the night, this plastic piece busted. Oh, my God. So it, like, holds one of the pipes, like, closed, I guess. Uh-huh. So no way for anybody to know. It sure. was just, like, a random little plastic piece that holds it together that decided it didn't want to work anymore. Oh, wow. So, yeah, totally freak accident. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 25 cent part. Yeah, <laughs> really. A whole I mean, it just, it, it did. Mm-hmm. It was, it amazed me with the flood though. You know, I would go up there to get shipments and everything. We were closed. I mean, I couldn't do anything. We were trying to air everything out and, you know, I couldn't, didn't have dressing rooms for people cause we had to do a new floor and, you know, it just, it was a lot of stuff. And, but I was still up there every day and it would amaze me the people that would walk in and be like, Oh, I'm here to try on wedding gowns. And I'd be like looking around like, um, <laughs> do you not see what's going on here? Like I wouldn't walk in and be like, Oh, I'm here to try on dresses. So it's just brides are funny. You know, they get tunnel vision. Yeah. Like, yeah. They don't, <laughs> yeah. they don't care what's going on. They yep. just want their dress. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're at a business where you get to be a part of a very special time yes. in people's lives. Yes. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. I know we were a, a mama's, myself um, was able to go with my sister-in-law and um, to your store and try on dresses. And it was so cool. And I know I have lots of friends that um, their daughters have gone. It's it's a super special time. So yeah. Tell us about um, being able to be with families during that time. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a lot of fun, especially um, just the amount of people you get to meet and like the different personalities. And as we all know, like Texas is like, where everybody runs to because everybody wants to live here. So we get a lot of brides that come in and their families aren't, you know, they don't live here. And so you really get to start building relationships with, with brides and you get to be, become that person for them. You know, it's such an emotional time for girls, you know, when they're trying on. So it makes it hard when they don't have, have family around. So it's nice to be able to like step in in that role Um, especially right now, you know, even when people would have brides or have family come in with them, um, you know, you could celebrate with them, but right now it's not like that, you know, people aren't able to come in. And, um, so it's just, it's not, it's good to be able to connect with people and just so many different personality types and just be able to, you know, be a a fill in for people and be a part of such a special day and just go through that whole process of like, this is what their venue is and like their colors and just seeing what different, you know, people's different tastes are. So it's a lot of fun. That's interesting what you said about 2020 brings all kinds of new stuff. And so brides are trying on dresses without their moms and sisters and family because traveling isn't so easy right now. So that's interesting. I mean, we see that in our business. We're showing houses on our cell phones through FaceTime, you know, which one do you want to choose? So Right. I did a lot of like Zoom calls and videos and stuff during quarantine because, you know, I was like, I'm going to do whatever I can to keep us going. So, I mean, Zoom is like, been amazing. I'm sure, you know, the Zoom CEO is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's definitely one person that's benefited yeah, from a quarantine. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. So what, um, people know some brides that are crazier than others. I know where we're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> Give us. 
preach our favorite subject. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, withholding the names to protect the guilty. Yeah. Um, give us some bridezilla stories, like, and yeah. some good stories too. Like, you know, yeah. I'm not looking for the negative yeah. here, but just um, the funny. There, you know, people <laughs> always assume that it's bridezillas, and I think it's you know because of the show, right? Um, but the majority of the time. <laughs> I laugh because I know this is going to be me. <laughs> the majority of the time it's the mom. Like it's, you know, always or or the um, best friend that's not married yet that is, you know, upset because they will pretend like they're not upset. But, you know, deep down they're they're bothered. So we do get a lot of oh, wow. um, girls that will. Well, here's a here's a good momzilla story for you. We um there's not a lot of plus size bridal stores in just in the industry alone. So that's something that I've always, when I was in Houston, wanted to work on because right now there's only one mainstream corporate store that people can go to that are plus size to try on. And I've always wanted to work on making that to where we could be that like we're, we're inclusive of everybody. So we had a larger bride come in and she was just her and her mom And I had to step in because my stylist was like, I don't know what to do because the mom the whole time would tell her she looked like a whale (sighs) or tell her she looked like a stuffed sausage or like, and people are always amazed by this, but this is so, it's not uncommon in our industry. We, you know, people come in and they're like, like I said, the, the best friend is low key upset that she's not getting married. And so they just kind of tear the people down. They tear the bride down the whole time. This one specifically, I had to step in though, because it was so uncomfortable that like my stylist didn't know what to do. And, you know, it's, you just kind of redirect the attention to, to the bride and it's. Wow. Yeah. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, of all most the people don't expect people. when I say that. Man, <laughs> yeah, people are You're ugly. Like, oh, yeah, man. like your own child. That's especially to me, like, that's the one industry. you protect. But, yeah, oh. so I say it's like we get to be, we really get to be the advocate for a lot of people, and we get to be the ones that step in for them and like kind of be. I get called the fairy godmother of bridal all the time because <laughs> <laughs> I mean we do have to step in. I mean, there's been times when you're putting a bride in a dress and you're in the room and she's crying and she's like, this is the one. And then you walk out and then the mom or the grandma or the friend or whoever is like, Oh, that is hideous. You know? And she goes from like about to buy this dress to, Oh wait, this is everybody's first reaction of me. So that's definitely a lot on the door that says, Leave your opinions outside. <laughs> yes. I'm actually updating my my FAQs on my website, and I'm trying to figure out how to word, if you're going to be mean, don't come in. Oh. <laughs> the no opinion zone, unless yes. it's the same as the bride. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. what you have to do. Put so. two empty boxes at the front door. One says negativity, yes. and one says opinions. Like, if you want to say something negative, here's a little thing. That's a good idea. I'm going to implement that. <laughs> I think that would be great. Yeah, all joking aside, it puts them on notice. Like, don't be a jerk. Right. Yeah. You know, know, planning weddings are not stressful at all. Right. Right. So it's, I mean, it's not, it's not always bad. I mean, right. I wouldn't have been doing this for so long if that was the case. You can't take like the handful of bad eggs with the thousands of positive ones that you have. So that's just. So what's the good side of humanity that you've seen in in one of these things, like, yeah. in, you know what I mean? Like something you didn't expect or a friend right. that was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. You know? Right. So we actually have had several girls that will have, they'll, they come in with their budget, right. And they'll end up falling in love with something that's outside their budget. And I've had friends buy their wedding gown for, for the bride because they want their bride to be happy. And we unfortunately get a lot of people that come in that um, lost their parents recently or a sibling or something, you know, and just being able to see them like wrap themselves around the bride. We had um, a bride come in with her family. Her dad was like, he was on his last, he had cancer and wasn't going to make it much longer. So, you know, we, we were able to like shut the store down and like let them have their moment and just be able to like see all of them 
have that. Like, that's what I love about all of this is to see those people that step up and they're there for their friend that lost their mom or about to lose a parent or this bride loves this. I'm going to get it for, I'm going to help. I'm going to pitch in, you know, instead of like tearing them down, like being happy for them. So we get that a lot, you know, that's got to be the majority of things, right? I mean, yes. So that's what I mean. Like it's, everybody wants to hear the negative because that's, (laughs) you know, that's just us as a culture, right? So I mean, everybody wants to hear those things and we all do. And we, I mean, even at our store, like we get caught up in that negativity, you know, we're like, oh, why am I doing this? Like this bad egg. I'm like, yeah, but think about these five people over here that did the good things, you know, but we all do it. We all want to, it's way more entertaining to hear (laughs) the the negative. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. But those special moments is what it's all about. Yes. Very much so. For sure. Have so owning the business, like I'm guilty of this. I'm. I, we just talked about lunch, uh, talked at lunch about this. But what do you find yourself getting distracted by anything as far as like new opportunities that come on, that come along? You know, still within the industry, but you're like, I wonder if I could do that as well, or could I? I yeah. mean, you, you talked about the, and not that this would distract you, but like the plus size stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that seems to be a whole thing in and of itself. Right. It could be a completely different, I've toyed with the idea of just opening a completely different store, you know, and just being like, for a lot of things, you know, I'm like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. And then I start, I like kind of dial back and I'm like, wait, but I want to do so much with this store. Like, do I really want to start another one and, and, you know, keep going or somebody will call and be like, oh, I have this great opportunity for this with this designer or this, you know, so it can be hard to get sidetracked and be like, oh, well, I want to be a part of that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty of that. For I, sure. <laughs> always. <laughs> but and you can get caught up in, I'm sure you guys too, seeing what other people in your industry are doing and being like, wait, I can do that. Right. But my biggest thing is I don't want to follow somebody. I want to be the one that's starting that trend. So I'm always trying to think of like, what can I do before the next person does it? You know, I don't ever like, yes, I'll get it on the trend because, you know, so we have to do it in this day and age. But I I get more caught up and sidetracked and trying to figure out what I can do to stand out from everybody else and how I can like start a trend before somebody else does it. Right. Have you seen, do you have any specific examples of that? Like something that you've done that with in the past that's worked out like really well for you? Um, I feel like I'm still learning Facebook and like the ads and all that stuff. So nothing's like set us out like way before everybody else. But like with the, like, was it last year that the cops were all like tagging each other and doing the songs? And I was like, oh my gosh, we got to do this in bridal. We got to do this with the store. And I love my employees, but they're so shy and like nobody wants to get on Facebook or anything. So I'm always by myself. (laughs) I'm dancing right now. I know you guys can't see me, but (laughs) I'm just always by myself. So it's just, it's, um, I'll come up with the idea of something and then I just, it kind of flickers away because, you know, I get tired of being the only one out there. Yeah. (laughs) But you're so good at it. Yeah. We're all laughing with you, not at you. I'm sure that's what it is. (laughs) So tell us, what's something that you wish you would have known before you became the actual owner of your business? Um, I think for me, um, that first year that I was, the first, not even the first year, the first time I went to market by myself, without having somebody tell me like, here's your budget, (laughs) stick to it. I wish I would have really just stuck to my budget because I wanted to like bring my whole, even though I was able to like bring in what I wanted before, um, going in by yourself, not having to get other people's opinions. I definitely went a little more than I probably should have, (laughs) which I mean, it, it worked out, but when I started getting all these other things in, I'm like, I'm so glad I got this, but like, Oh, why did I get so much? So I wish that I just, somebody would have told me, and I've learned this a lot just from being in um, bridal store owner groups. It's like the one thing everybody always says, I wish somebody would have told me to stick to my budget Yeah, because <laughs> you just, you get, you see all these pretty dresses. I mean, you've seen me post from market before, like you just, you get, blinded by how pretty everything is and you like forget 
like, okay, I need to go in here and get what brides are asking for. And this is what I need to do. Don't get blinded by all this other stuff, which is funny because as a manager, I was constantly telling the owner, like, don't get blinded by how much you love that. (laughs) This is for the brides, not us. And then as an owner, that very first time I went in and did that same thing. So I wish like I would have taken my own advice and just remembered that and just really stuck with it. Cause then you get all of this brides that don't want some of this stuff. So you bought these dresses and it's just not a hit dress or it's not working. And then you have like all this inventory and you're like, okay, what am I going to do with this? So just learning inventory control as an owner, I think would have been a lot of something I really wish I would have focused on more when I, when I took over. Sticking to a budget is a good lesson. Life lesson yes. for all of us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or just don't have one. Yeah. That's not a good life lesson. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Hey, if you don't have a budget, you can't go over it. Oh, dear. <laughs> Very true, Stephen, but... <laughs> but I don't think that's the consequences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There are consequences. <laughs> so how do you make those decisions? Like, how do you not constantly look at something when you're purchasing stuff and be like, oh, I love that dress. I'm going to buy you know, a dozen of them or however many you buy. Like, how do you take your personal opinions out of that? Because I'm afraid if I had a store selling stuff, it'd be all stuff that I wanted. Right. Well, to a certain extent, yes. You know, because there's there's definitely some things like right now, it's hilarious to me because like early 2000s is coming back. So, you know, everything that we wore for our weddings. Yeah. (laughs) Everything that we wore at our wedding is what's coming back. So, you know, I went to market and I'm like, that looks like my wedding gown, you know, like it's just, it's funny. So, which to me, they look, I don't want to say old, but you know, (laughs) they look older, you know, we've seen so many different styles right now. So it's, it's definitely harder sometimes to, to remember that, that, and I'm constantly telling my girls, I always take one of my employees with me to market every year. Um, every season I'll take one of them with me and the whole way to the, the market, to the fashion show, I'm like, remember, it's not about everything that we love. You know, you have to take that out of it. And then I'm, they'll want something. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't like that. That's in there. Like, remember what you told me, you know, so (laughs) use it against you. Yes, very much so. So (laughs) it's just, you know, trying to remind yourself that. And I do, and I go through and I run reports before I go and, you know, I look what's sold and what I have that's, you know, similar. Sometimes we have an idea before we go into market what they have. So, um, and that's the great thing about technology now, you know, I can pull up my phone and I can look and be like, oh yeah, I do have this or I didn't do well with this. So as long as I, you know, stay focused, don't get sidetracked by all the like pretty sparkly things (laughs) (laughs) that I'm good to go. (laughs) Yep. Do you find Jared helping you a lot with a lot of the behind the scenes stuff? He does a lot more maintenance stuff. Yeah. <laughs> does yeah. he model? He, he does. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Don't give him ideas, please. <laughs> I do have something of Chris modeling of your brother-in-law. Oh. So. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> Blackmail. Why has that not been posted yet? Um, I think Allison did. <laughs> oh, oh, my. <laughs> years ago, years ago. Getting sidetracked again here. But anyways, um, you know, he, he helps me set up at like fashion shows when he can and like the, all yeah. the big bridal shows and stuff. So he's definitely more involved that way. Um, but he'll, he tries to understand, but I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He's like, Oh, look at this pretty thing, you know, or something, you know, yeah. he just, he wants to be involved, but you know, he, he can do the other things. <laughs> he's a guy. We have our own ideas on yes, things. Yes. But he, 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 he does try and get involved. We have, I have a really good um, friend that's a designer that he stays with us when he comes to town. So him and Jared will talk about like his last, my friend's last collection. He drew a lot of it at our house. And so Jared was interested, you know, he wants to be involved, but right. as a husband, he wants to be supportive and stuff. So he yeah. tries, but he's like, not quite there yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's really important tag teaming yes. on the, yeah. the family home. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Responsibilities mm-hmm. too. So you're super blessed to have a husband that is supportive. Yes, um, very much so. Through all your ventures and stuff. Did you ever get, not from Jared, obviously, because I don't, I would think the answer to that's no, but did you ever get any negativity when you were, um, when you were going to buy the business or when you first started it or when you started talking to people about it, did anyone give you any negativity about you don't want to do that? Yes. You know? <laughs> so <clears throat> how do you go through that? Um, 
I, tell me as much as you can about it. Yeah. So I, it, it's funny because when we talked about moving here and talked about buying the business and everything, I was the one that was like, oh, this is a bad idea. And Jared was like, no, we're moving. We're doing this. Like we're, you know, so he was always the one that's like, he's saying yes, I'm saying no. <laughs> it's right. like my venture, you know? <laughs> Um, and I did, I had some people push back, obviously, you know, I have some family in Houston and they, it wasn't an ideal idea for them, um, when we talked about it. And even now I get a little bit of pushback and, um, my grandma back in Oregon, you know, I talked to her a little bit about owning a business. I have an aunt that owns businesses, you know, I'd like talk to them about it and they're like, just, you know, make sure you're ready for it. Like, that's always the advice that I got. It wasn't necessarily like, don't do it. It was right. just, you know, make sure you're ready for what you're about to to have to go through. I'm excited for you. I'm supportive, but just know it's going to be a lot. So right. it, it, I don't think there was any other than like, we don't want you moving. <laughs> yeah. Open a store down here. Like don't, you know, don't leave. Um, everybody was supportive of it. So right. I was very fortunate with that. So no hardcore haters that just like looked at you and were like, oh, you're going to fail. You should never do anything like this. Because well, I've heard some people say that before and I just. Man, I'm sure there's tough. people that thought like you're going to fail or I wish you fail or, you know, I'm sure there were people as far as them saying it to me, though, I didn't know. Right. Um, And I try really hard not to listen to it. I mean, we all can get in our heads. Right. So yeah. I don't you know, if somebody's going to say something negative, I like try and just ignore it and just not pay attention. So I didn't really hear anybody say anything, but I'm sure there were people out there. Yeah. So, cause I'm sure there's people out there that they've always wanted to be self-employed or they've always wanted to do something, but yet they meet consistent resistance. Right. And a lot of times it's the people that are closest to you. It's not like competitors or anyone else out there. Sometimes right. it can be a spouse or a parent or right. something like that. So I'm just trying to think of what kind of a message do we send those folks that are in those situations that are just, they're fighting upstream, you know? Right. You know, would you trade this for anything in the world? Like as many hours as you work and all the hard times. I wouldn't. And, you know, I've had, I've had friends that have opened businesses over, you know, the past year or two. And it's the same, they've asked things like that. They've had pushback and I've told them, you know, same thing that my, my grandma or my aunt told me, like, you have to be ready for what you're about to, to embark on. You know, it's not, it's work, you know, especially if you're starting from, scratch like you've got to work hard and there may be times that you know you're not getting sleep or you know your family's having to like I don't want to say be pushed off to the side but I mean to a certain extent yeah like you've got to really if you want your business to thrive so I always just say like you just need to make sure that you understand that and you're ready to put in the work because I mean anybody can open a business right like anybody can do that it's just putting in the work to make it actually thrive and be successful. So I always encourage somebody to open a business. If, if that's something that they want to do, just be ready to, to put in the work and make it, make it successful. Right. We yeah. always laugh about this saying we quit our 40 hour a week job as entrepreneurs to work a hundred week, hundred hours a week for ourselves. Right. <laughs> right. Really yeah. how it's we feel very about it. true. So, I mean, there's, there's plenty of nights when I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's one o'clock in the morning. Like, I need to go to bed so I can get up in a couple hours for the kids. But I mean, that's what you have to do sometimes if you, you know, people, I feel like people get in their minds, like if I open my own business or if I start my own store or whatever, they're like, oh, I can just, you know, do whatever I want and my employees will run it and this will happen. And that's just not, it's not realistic. And I think that's why a lot of businesses don't survive sometimes because they, they do it thinking that they're going to like have all this freedom and you do to a certain extent have freedom, you know, but it does, it's, you got to work hard to get to that point. So I think people just don't, don't realize that when they're, they're opening a business. Yeah. I think, I think there's some self doubt. Like I've talked to a lot of people Mm -hmm. when you tell them you're self-employed and they're like, Oh, I've always wanted to do something like that. Or they've wanted to do their own version of a business. Right. And, and there's a lot of, I always get, a lot of times I'll sense self doubt. And I always think that, you know, people that have that self doubt, somebody put that self doubt in their head. I don't think humans are just born to be naturally like not confident about themselves. And I, I just, I hate that for people because I've seen the good side of what being self-employed right. and all that can do. And um, I just wish more people 
would get past that right do the thing they've always wanted to do and, exactly you know. because it's like a uh, like sense of accomplishment you know like just the the fact even though there's times when I'm like oh my gosh should I be closing like should I be doing all this all I keep thinking is like no like all I've wanted to do is own a bridal store and I'm doing that right. whether I am a millionaire or I'm not making anything like I'm doing what I love. I'm happy. I don't have to answer to anybody else. And, you know, I'm, I enjoy what I do. So it's just a sense of accomplishment. And I think that's something that people need to realize when they are like thinking about opening their own or doing whatever they want, you know, their own business. Right. I feel like that just kind of outweighs it, but it's, you know, it's a lot of work. You, you got to put the the time in. Yeah. And you have the opportunity to imprint Mm-hmm. on people's lives in a positive way. Right. You know, it really makes you appreciate what small business owners do and appreciate other small businesses as right. well. So even people in the same industry, you tend to see yourself as, I mean, yeah, there are competitors out there, but right. I think there can be healthy competitions right. where you understand what they're going through. And right. I think it just helps you appreciate other small businesses right. too and what it takes to get through that and want to support them. Right. So, and that's, I always, I mean, obviously we all have competitors, you know, and, but to me, we all have the same end goal. So we should all be like there to support each other. We're all going through the same things. Right. Like I try and talk to, um, as many bridal store owners as I can. I mean, I don't give them like my little inside secrets, but I mean, you know, it, it helps, especially this year, being able to talk to somebody locally that's going through the same thing, you know, right. and you're sitting there and you don't have, customers coming in, you're like, oh my gosh, they're like going everywhere else. And then you talk to another local store and you're like, oh, thank God you're going through the same thing. I mean, you don't yeah. want that for anybody, but it's, it's good. Like we should all be supporting each other. Like, you know, right. we should all be uplifting each other. And especially as a, a small business, a woman, small business, you know, we should be definitely supporting each other like that. So that's always been something that's been important to me is to make sure that I have good relationships with with people within our industry. Right. All right. So what's something, so obviously owning a business in McKinney and Collin County, you know the area very well. There's been a lot of challenges this year, just being 2020 and everything that's happened. What's it been like from, from like the area standpoint, mm-hmm. how has that worked out for you or what's something that you, um, What's something you appreciate about kind of where you're at? Yeah, um, they actually, I feel like Collin County and McKinney specifically has been super supportive of the small businesses here. I mean, they were able to come up with some grants for small businesses and um, they were good about updating us on everything. I mean, it was very helpful and something that um, the chamber did that I was kind of emotional about because, you know, we're like trying to keep our business going and everything. And they did this parade and they like went live and like you got to stand outside your business and they called you out and like made sure that people knew that you still existed. You know, it was just really cool to see again, the community come together and just be super supportive of the small businesses when we were trying to reopen from, from the shutdown and just, you know, let, let everybody know that we're still here. So it was really good to see that. Awesome. That's good to hear. Well, that wraps up the show. Thanks for the information, Vicki. This yeah, is the um, I Love Collin County show with Steve and Leslie and our amazing guest, Vicki Christensen, who owns Leanne's Bridal here in McKinney. Thanks, Vicki. Thanks for having me. Thank you.